0: It's time for Hobby Addicts. And now, here are your Anime Addicts.
1: Welcome to Hobby Addicts. Episode 269.
0: (laughs) I get it. I get it.
1: I am one of two hosts today on Hobby Addicts. I am, of course, Mitsugi, and I am joined by Mason. Mason, how are you today, my kind sir?
0: I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. It, the sun has finally decided to peek its head out. Very, you know, typical. Now that it's 4 p.m., perfect for it to finally, you know, greet us in this fine day. But overall, I'm doing all right think the uh the weather is supposed to start hitting us with the oncoming hurricane over the next couple of days so awesome rainy season in uh in july that's how it works
1: all right guys well today on hobby addicts we have a lot of a little bit of game talk and a lot of other things so i i did i did attempt two mountains this week and uh, and, and i'm gonna save it for the after party i think and also, the 4th of the July as well. I have I have just have so much to talk about. It's ridiculous.
0: Hodgepodge addicts.
1: Yeah, hodgepodge addicts. I've got games. I've got movies, more movies, mountains, 4th of the July, and Mason's got books, lots of books. So, Mason? I also
0: have other little random things that we could talk about.
1: Mason, what kind of books have you been reading?
0: Oh, well, I have been reading quite a few books, but the two books that I completed are... Uh, One is, you know, actually turned into a movie that you might have seen, but it is the classic Hunter S. Thompson's *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, a savage journey to the heart of the American dream, Uh, already pretty well known, but made, you know, more of a cult classic thanks to Johnny Depp's uh, film from 1998. So have you seen this or have any experience with this?
1: I mean, I've, I've seen the Fear and Loathing movie
0: okay and i have not i have not i've only read the novel
1: okay it's a very long long, uh, the movie is a little too long for its own good i would say
0: i i could see that i could yeah i would even put the book you know it's a pretty brief read it was only like 200 or so pages but it is certainly a an interesting gallivanting adventure obviously of two uh people one being hunter s thompson himself and his quote-unquote attorney as they go on a just massive hallucinogenic drug trip through las vegas and the desert and just just constant drug use with like very learned descriptions of it and it's as someone who you know does not partake in any such substances uh it was just a (laughs) a weird fly on the wall effect of Watching these two rampaging uh, just humans, drug addicts. I mean, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> bounce off the walls.
1: I, I don't like the movie *Fair and Loading in Las Vegas*. I think it's a waste of time. Uh, I, I don't really know what the point is of the movie. I don't know what the point is of the book. I don't know what the point is of promoting the drug use. I mean, because these are not like these are not like your sort of tame drugs. Like this is not like marijuana we're talking about here. This is like mescaline. <laughs> and fucking lsd (laughs) and all this other shit so i I mean is there
0: other cocaine yeah all sorts of stuff
1: yeah i mean like what is the point of the book mason uh is there is there a point that's
0: always a good question i mean the the journalist hunter s thompson you know writes you know not like fantasy or fiction stuff but he kind of is, is normally, like, a reporter for, like, Sports Illustrated and stuff like that. So it's just a very matter-of-fact, you know, description of the adventure and just taking you along to see, like, what drug culture and its effects are in a very, not matter-of-fact, scientific sort of way because he's writing this as if he's also, you know, under the influence of all these substances. And it's just, I mean you could say what's the point of the book at the same way you asked what's the point of what they were doing like it's one cohesive just madman's trip Mm -hmm. and descent into madness so there's really no like there is a plot and there is a very funny aspect of it where these guys are just rampaging through a I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but they, while, you know, highly under the influence, go to the National District's Attorneys Association Conference on Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs.
1: Is that in the movie? I don't think... I'm not sure that's in the movie.
0: I would have to... Yeah, I wouldn't know. But, like, this whole second half of the book is them surrounded by cops 24-7 as these cops try to figure out, like, oh, what's going on with the drug thing in America? What's, What's the... Like they just clearly don't understand any of it. As these two buffoons are just right. intermingled with them, just kind of like these guys are clueless.
1: Well, I, I feel like half the movie takes place like on a, in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know about the book, but like it seems seems like there's an awful lot of like people getting like like getting ready to puke out, puke their guts out in like a hotel room.
0: Yep, that's just tripping that's on A balls. lot of what the book is. It's this. I picked it because it seemed like an interesting road trip Mm -hmm. book and most of this i quote unquote read in the audiobook form so it was a good you know i'm going on my eight hour drives Let let me put on something just so off the walls that it will be entertaining from that regard so that's why i picked it i i can't say i strongly recommend it or even moderately recommend it but hunter s thompson You know beyond the works himself he is kind of an icon of like gonzo journalism and tons of musicians i mean if you've ever heard the avenge sevenfold like Bat country album like there's so many references to him and his works and it felt like i should probably have a you know for such an impact he had on a bunch of artistic mediums i should have a good idea of what his most famous book of all time was so I I did the thing, I experienced the book. Uh, drugs are bad, okay, and okay. Uh, that's my that's my story.
1: <laughs> well, what else have you been reading? Anything? Any other interesting uh, selections?
0: Yeah, so one more, and then I'll save all the rest for another day once I actually finish them. But another road trip book was the book called *Invisible Cities*. It's a old school, like, Italian novel by Italo Calvino. Uh, That's my attempt at saying it. And if you are a fan of, like, Kino's Journey, you know, about the character who goes from city to city, stays for a couple days, and then leaves.
1: Talking Motorcycles.
0: Yeah, Talking Motorcycles. You absolutely should check out this book. It is an extremely short book. It's also, like, 150 pages, so... It takes like two hours to read, maybe three. And it is so interesting. It essentially is just Marco Polo, you know, the famed Venetian explorer, chatting it up, being real chummy with Kublai Khan, you know, the classic Mongolian warlord. And essentially Polo just explains to Khan about the cities that he has visited. And these are all fake cities, all fictitious and he, he it's literally the book is 11 chapters each of with or it's 11 or nine chapters but each over the course it's 55 cities and just each city is just a vignette it's a couple pages a couple minutes and you just learn about how these cities operate and what makes them unique and they are just really fascinating and just descriptive in a way where you can construct these images in your mind and just get a sense of the city in such a brief amount of time. It's very interesting. And of course, a lot of these cities have ridiculous premises behind them, cities that never exist, cities that have like cities within cities or reverse cities or cities of the dead that are influencing the cities of the living. It's, it's a little absurd, but it's absolutely fantastic. If you just like the concept of exploring and know, residing in these kind of mini fantastical places and bookended of each chapter uh, Marco Polo and Kublai Khan have just a conversation about the cities and the concept of conquering and owning and just the human experience and it's really nice it's really meditative and it's not enlightening, but it was a lot of fun.
1: I think I would have expected them to be just discussing, like, conquering these cities. I mean, isn't Kublai Khan and Marco Polo pretty well, much, you know, explorers I mean, that conquered kind of a lot of shit?
0: True. I mean, Kublai Khan conquered a ton of stuff. And it's it's in this meeting, it's like he doesn't have time to go out to all of these locations. So he's sending Marco Polo out as a way to, like, judge what cities are out there what influences he should put into his cities, what is the good and bad that he looks for in running an empire. And it's very much all just, like, framing devices to talk about, you know, human construction and just what we do with the time we have on Earth. But it's, uh, it's intriguing. It's called Invisible Cities, and it's very, uh... Not for everyone, that's for sure, but it's a easy read, and it's, I found it engaging. Contemplative. I mean, you can, exactly. You can read, like, two chapters and be like, I get it. Like, I get the entire concept of the book, Uh, but if you enjoy it, you can just keep on reading until you get bored of it, because there's no, like, end point. It's just city after city after city. So when you're, when you're like, you know what, I've had enough, you can just put it down. It's not like you need to commit to it to the end, but I...
1: A lot like Eno's Journey.
0: Exactly. You know, you, you stick with it until you're, like, uh, content. And I was content enough for the entire time.
1: All right, Mason's getting all of his intellectualism bump uh, up.
0: Books. Books. I, I mean, I also played uh, the demo for Scarlet Nexus, but we can uh, save that for when you're done. Uh, so I played the the female route, because I believe you said you played the male.
1: Yeah, I didn't real- I don't know if I realized they were different. Oh, uh, I was
0: going to ask you, you know, I, uh, how it compared. So I played the, I forget her name, Kaza, Kazra, something like that. Yeah, I don't really know. And I kind of, I played the, the tutorial. I learned the mechanics of the game. Oh, you did what I did not. I will say it was fun, you know, getting a feel for when to use magic versus when do attack with melee and how that like switches back and forth to like build up the gauges and just keep on keep up the flow of hitting hard Mm -hmm. uh she uses like telepathy with like i don't know these little like paper birds that like swarm in and attack but i'm sure it's very much no acts in the same way as the guys i'm assuming like sword or weapon where because I could do, like, pick up what... I could, like, you know, Professor X, like, pick up a car with my mind and, like, bop it into an enemy. I don't um, know if that was an option you were Yeah, he,
1: I mean, he he would, like, rip a telephone pole out and throw it. Okay. But he's, like... I, I, it, it just felt like he was borrowing his powers from other people. So Well, so
0: that was, like, the second half, Is then you had, like, a... I can go fast, I can be invisible, I can electrocute, I can, like, duplicate, and then you essentially, like, ran around... This, like, circular pit until you found this boss. And you bopped him on the head, and that was, like, the demo.
1: With, with, with like, the four... Was it, like, four things hanging from the ceiling that you dropped on him? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, it kind of looked like, like
0: a same. Legend of Zelda creature.
1: Yeah, it sounds it sounds the same, more or less. Okay, so that's it was the probably the
0: same stage.
1: Well, well, okay. Well, I mean, what did you think of it overall, though? Did you think it was pretty good, or...?
0: I thought it was pretty fun. It definitely... And you said the game was released, but there was definitely some, like, polish that needed to be put on it. There were mm-hmm. sometimes times I'd walk over power-ups and it wouldn't give them to me. Or just, like, some of the running and turning was a little too janky for my taste. Gotcha. It was definitely, like, a cheap version of Nier Automata. But nonetheless, I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. But probably not enough to purchase the game without extra you know, work done to it.
1: Right. Something tells me the game... I, I don't think the anime is getting all that great of reception, so some something tells me the game is going to be better than the anime, but...
0: I would agree with that, but I will say the cutscenes in the game really convinced me that the anime was not going to be that good. <laughs> Cause the the cutscenes cut are pretty bad. <laughs> they weren't that good, yeah.
1: Well, it's a shame, although we've come to not expect all that much, I think, from, you know video game anime crossovers at least at least i haven't so
0: true but you know i could see like really getting into a rhythm with scarlet nexus at least the combat of it and enjoying it and kind of mixing and matching the power so i would say all in all uh worth checking out the demo you were right on that account
1: i mean it is free so you may as well all right well <clears throat> boy I, i've been doing a lot of stuff uh i'm 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 about seventy percent of the way through the campaign of the Spider-Man game. Uh, you know I, know, I know this game's pretty old at this point, but the game is fucking amazing. I mean, it's uh, it's you know, the Amazing Spider-Man game is amazing, and you know, it's an easy platinum. I, I probably, I, I may go straight into the Miles Morales game and just buy that right away. Um, you know, it's because it's just that good. Insomniac is just. Crushing every crushing it. I mean the, this game is so polished everything in it looks so good the cutscenes are amazing You know the story is really engaging so I don't need to go on and on forever I mean, I think everybody's probably everybody on earth has played the spider-man game so um, I don't think I need to go on on and on and on but you know I think it's probably the best action game. I played in, in quite a while so It's definitely it's, I definitely understand how it got game of the year You know, I think it probably, you know, I think it probably makes sense. It sold 20 20 million copies, so I think pretty much everybody has uh, played this game. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. So, I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Okay. So, I mean, are you... Did anything
0: bring it on, or just felt like it?
1: Uh, I mean, my girlfriend and I have been enjoying just, like, sitting down and, like, eating popcorn or watching... I don't know why we we chose the horror movies specifically, but um, I think I think we just like horror movies, and uh, okay. Instead, so we've been we've been watching these horror movies on Netflix, and they're a little hit or miss. I mean, there's definitely, I mean, most horror movies are not really all that great of a movie. You know, it's more like it's more like how intense is it or how or how scary is it. Um, but I have seen a couple that are pretty good, so. There were there were definitely a few that were that were not good and we turned them off or whatever because they just sucked.
0: But I uh, feel like horror movies like fall into like a half pipe of quality where you have, you know, right in the middle when they're average, they're just bad. They're just not good, they're boring, they try too hard and just they're just terrible. And you have the really good ones on one end where they're exceptional, and you have the ones that are so bad that they're good on the other. And I feel like you got to find the really good ones or the really bad ones or the best horror movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, I tend to go to like the web st- the internet and I'll type in like, you know, best horror movies on Netflix. And so, you know, the idea, of course, is that they would recommend to you the good movies, but they don't always do that. I mean, there have definitely been a number of movies that we've watched that are just not good. And I think what really what what really kills a horror movie is is a uh, the pacing generally because the, the storyline of these horror movies is not generally all that good and so it's not like the movie's gonna exist exist successfully based off of its storyline since most of the storylines consist of like this person's murdering people or you know a house is haunted and that's pretty much it <laughs> i mean for a lot of these and so like if, if, if they're just gonna drag you around you know, and not give you any like, anything scary for too long, it's pretty easy to lose interest. Like, there was even like that, um, Haunting of Bly Manor we watched, like that, that, that TV show was just fucking horrendous. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, they expect the viewer to sit there for like eight one hour episodes before jack shit happens, and it's just, you know, not, not, not worth the wait. And so, um, but we watched a few that were really good. I'm going to omit the ones that weren't good. House of the Witch we watched we watched last night and I thought it was good. It definitely had it was definitely the pacing was definitely solid. I mean it was it's one of those horror movies where they they ramp up the like the aggressiveness of like what's happening as the movie goes on and then it's hitting like full on like shit shit hitting the fan by the end of the movie. But it's basically about these six I think it was six of them six kids that are like senior in high school type age and they break into this abandoned house on Halloween and it has all these like rumors and whatnot about it. And and I think and initially they all just want to go in there because they all just want to like pair off with these girls and have sex or whatever in the house. And because I don't know why not. And, um, and it turns out the house is haunted by a witch, you know, thus the title. And she just like dismantles these kids. I mean, <laughs> there's like no other way to put it. I mean, she just has her, her way with them. And, um, you know, it's about, it's about an hour and a half long and the movie really succeeds based off just like super creepy scenes. It had a mix a mixture of horror. They had like some, some like the, of like the ring type horror elements where there's like a creepy girl, you know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a jump scare movie. So I wouldn't say there was like a whole lot of that going on. Although there were like a couple moments, uh, but it's just like, I don't know. It was just the pacing was your was just really strong. So there's a lot of like really creepy shit that happens in the movie, but they hit you with it like every 5 minutes. It's not and then by by the end it's like every minute, you know. And so it's not like you're sitting around waiting, you know, forever and ever for something to happen and it's just uh this is not this is I mean this is it's pretty solid horror movie on Netflix. These are all on Netflix and just watching her just 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 have her way with these kids um was just pretty stunning. <laughs> Um, there was just, yeah, it's one of the, normally like you feel like, uh, you know, uh, I guess I don't want to give too many spoilers, but she definitely just f- fucks them up real bad. <laughs> just, I'll just put it like that. And, and, uh, you know, it has the, the typical like vengeance plot line of the witch, you know, like, Oh, like the witch is, you know, not, not so great. Had things happen to the witch in an unjust manner in her past life or whatever. And she's out for blood type of deal. Mm-hmm. She's not actually like alive or whatever. So. Um, so that was House of the Witch. I mean, it was pretty good. I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. It was pretty solid.
0: An hour and a half seems like a good length for that kind of film. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like it doesn't waste your time. Gets in, gets out, knows what you're there for and delivers.
1: I'm going to punch it in here just to take a look and how, uh, like, so House of the Witch came out in 2017 and it's, it's got a really terrible rating on uh, IMDb. It isn't exactly, an it's exactly an hour and a half. So it has a 4.3. I thought it was better than that, but it may be that like all of these horror movies just have bad ratings on here. There's a, there's virtually no plot line whatsoever other than the fact that, um, you know, these kids should not have gone into this house. I mean, they, they had no chance and probably nobody would have <laughs> had a shot in hell. Um, so yeah, but if you like a mix, if you like a, like a wide variety of horror, uh, with, with some pretty solid pacing and, uh, you know some op- some pretty okay acting by the by the kids. You know like there's a lot of scenes where like there's like one continuous camera cut. You know like but they don't cut away and they have to carry all this fake fear and stuff for like five straight minutes. I mean some of the acting was pretty solid for a horror movie. So I mean some of it was not good, but a few of the a few of the kids were pretty decent actors. So this one was okay. Um, then we watched Creep, which is probably one of the most well-known horror movies on Netflix. It's a it's on the top list of pretty much every horror movie on Netflix. Uh, this one's an hour and 17 minutes, and it's got a 6.3 on IMDb. came out in 2014. And um, this one is a very different sort of type of horror movie. Oh, man. This is really tough to discuss because it is very easy to spoil this movie. Um, how do I even talk about it? It starts off with a guy t- accepting a, a job to be a cameraman for a day, and he, it's $1,000 for a day of camera work. And he goes up and he meets this guy, and and um and he's just like filming this guy and he's, his job is to basically be a videographer you know for a day and this guy says he's got cancer or whatever and his wife is his it's like his wife's pregnant and he's got cancer but he's going to die before the kid is born and so he wants to like film him film him so that his kid has something to like see you know when he's old enough or whatever to see what his dad was like or whatever and as the movie progresses you find out that like this scenario is not what was promised and is not what you would expect and some fucked up shit happens in this movie (laughs) this movie was this movie was pretty scary i mean um it uh it was it was good enough that i was watching it and pancake was asleep she fell asleep and i was sitting there watching it and i was like this is getting fucking good uh and and like um i'm not gonna lie i was a little i was a little under the influence and the movie was getting to me a little bit and I was like, this movie is getting good, and I should really save this for her. So I, I actually turned it off because it was, um, you know, it was just, it was just starting to really escalate. And uh, I, I really don't want to spoil the movie. Other than, other than the fact that, like, it's just not what it's just not your typical horror movie at all. It's not a slasher. It's not a horror movie. Or, or, I mean, it's not like a haunted house movie. It's not a monster movie. It's not a body horror movie. It's just. Very unexpected. And this is like and this is a found footage movie. So it's like it's like through a video camera. And honest to God, the budget for this movie, I wouldn't be shocked if the budget for this movie was like under a thousand dollars. Um But the act but like the the same guy does pretty much the same two people do all the work for it. So this guy named Patrick Bryce Um is the director, he's the writer, and he's one of the main characters. And then the other guy, Mark Duplis, is the writer. is another Is the other writer, and he's the other he's the other character. And it only has two characters in it. You might actually enjoy this movie, Mason. It's not like, um,
0: but I don't like being scared.
1: Well, it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. But uh, you know, this is this is a very different sort of type of movie. And like I said, I wouldn't be shocked at all if this thing if this thing had like a one thousand dollar budget. uh, I do
0: like when films commit to, like, you know, same writer, same director, same actor, all the same person, super low budget. Like, I think, you know, for how limited that is, it does force people into some very creative situations. I'm going to see if I can
1: find the budget here. uh, $7 million? It It can't be. No. Oh, okay. No. Are you sure
0: that's not, like, how much it earned?
1: That's, yeah, it might have been. Um,.
0: Let me ask you this: yep. Does being under the influence make movies less or more scary, Mo- more or does scary. it depend on the influence?
1: It's uh, definitely more scary. Um, you know, in this case, it was like it's like edibles or whatever. So, you know, it is Denver, and uh, definitely more. <laughs> I mean,
0: okay, yeah. Okay.
1: Like, let's just say, like, like I was able to play the Resident Evil Seven movie with a headset, with like the VR headset by myself. You know, in a dark room. But when you're a, but, but like you take an edible when you try to play and you try to do that, it's not gonna fly. At least not for me. It's uh, it's just well, too. that's
0: also like gameplay. But it's also you're saying just too creepy.
1: I mean, like the same. I'm just. I'm what I'm saying is that like the same movie or game becomes like three times as intense. Gotcha, you don't have gotcha. you don't have like full full handle over your faculties. Just playing hard mode on. Yeah, on. pretty much. So I think this movie was literally under thousand dollars because it's there's like an article here about how to make a, a movie for a thousand dollars or less, and the it's like written by or, or it's featuring the creators of the film, and so they're discussing it here. So I'm not really sure. It looks like they've made other movies for less than a thousand dollars, but I'm not sure if Creep was one of those. It looks like they made a movie called The Puffy Chair and Safety Not Guaranteed. They are both indie films under a thousand dollars. But I see box office mojo has usually has pretty good information about budgets let me see here because I'm really curious because I know the paranormal activity was you know borderline like a, like a zero dollar budget film this isn't this this movie is not even on I it isn't even in box office mojo so maybe it didn't even maybe it might not have even have gone to, to movie theaters but it says that um Man, I just don't know what the budget is on this. It's got to be low. If you had seen it, you there's like this movie has like no music. <laughs> it has no music. It has no like I don't even know that. and I'm not even sure if it has like an intro sequence. It has no actors really. It has no special effects whatsoever. Yeah, honest to God, like if you had some really talented kids, like this could have been a high school project. But it's just done so masterfully that it's the execution is just flawless. And then we watched Creep Two, which is the sequel. And you almost would say, like, how in the fuck... This movie is a shock value movie. Once you know what this movie is, you will, you will not be surprised again. And so it's kind of difficult to capture that same magic twice. Because it's really the unexpectedness of it and the shock of it that delivers the horror. And so to have a sequel seems impossible. But they did a sequel and it works. And a lot of people like the sequel better than the original. So the, the original
0: lads did it.
1: <laughs> so the sequel, so the sequel came out. Let's see, Creep Two came out three years later, and it's uh, it has a slightly higher rating on um, IMDb. It's like oh, get, hmm. to, to get almost a seven is pretty pretty solid of a score for a horror. To movie. get
0: that's yeah, especially for a horror movie.
1: Yeah, I mean one of the especially best,
0: especially for a sequel. Horror movie.
1: One of the best horror movies I ever saw was a movie called Hereditary. It came out a couple years ago. It has a seven point three, mm-hmm. and that's about as good as it gets. That movie is fucking great. um
0: Would you think of Midsommar? What did I think of what? Midsommar. Uh, the next movie by the same guy who did Hereditary.
1: Midsommar. Oh.
0: Yeah, it was a little more love or hate. It. It was a little more.
1: Mid Samar. I haven't seen that. Is that a horror movie?
0: Yeah. It's yeah, it's done by the same guy who did Hereditary. Oh, I
1: haven't seen that, but I want to now. Um,
0: there you go. See I'm contributing. <laughs> and then
1: like Martyrs is like one of the most intense horror movies I've ever seen and it's got a seven point one. I don't think I've heard of that. Um Martyrs is a French film and it's like it's oh, like
0: immediately scary.
1: Martyrs is like it's like not even a rated R movie. It's so intense that it's it wouldn't even be in theaters. Like there's no way. that movie's just totally fucked up beyond belief I guess it is rated R but it's that movie I know what you mean though that movie has R plus. that movie has like all sorts of torture in it and just this brutal movie but like um, Creep 2 though getting back to the subject is um, they managed to do it you know and you already know like what's up in this movie like you're going in knowing like the secrets but they still managed to make it really good and it's again really short It's it's only 78 minutes and um it's another found footage movie, and it just is really solid. You know, I don't know what, I don't know how else to put it other than you've, that, that you're going to want to watch the sequel after you watch the first one for sure. And, um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun, you know? Um, so these horror movies are pretty solid. We just like make popcorn. You, they, they have this like popcorn shit. Like it's, it's all chemicals, I'm sure, but like, you know, you can get like, you can get like a jolly time, 100 calorie bag of popcorn. And then there's like, at the grocery store they have this like butter spray and then all these different types of seasonings and they are made by like Mr They have like a really goofy mascot on the front like Mr Popcorn or some shit and um like the butter spray is like it comes out real finely out of the sprayer so it's like it almost has like no calories for a serving and then you can get like parmesan cheese top like lo- like sprinkle or like kettle corn flavored sprinkles that you can put on like popcorn and it just it just really like for a hundred calories to sit there and just, and it's a pretty solid amount of popcorn Just sit there and just like munch on some popcorn and, you know, maybe have, maybe take some battle of bowls, maybe not. And then just like watch horror movies is like, has, has become like a pretty solid experience that we've been doing here for about two weeks. And oh, nice. you know, we've, we, we've gone through about six horror movies now in two weeks. And, uh, the other movie, the other one we watched here and I was touching on it quickly. Cause we're like, we have so much more time is, um, it was like, What Lies Below, I think is what it was, is what it was
0: called. Ooh, I've heard of that one.
1: Um, is this the right one? Let me just make sure this is the right movie. Uh, uh, no. I haven't
0: seen this one.
1: Oh, my God. Hey, Pancake. Yeah. What was the name of that horror movie we saw where there's like demons under the ground? Um, well, so below. What was it called? She doesn't. I don't We don't know what it's called. Fucking A. <laughs> it's a horror oh, movie. No. Yeah. It wasn't that good. The, uh, yeah. It, it wasn't that Yeah. She's like Creep was better. Um, apparently, Hush is a really good horror movie that she had already seen. So <clears throat> we didn't watch it again. Um, man, what is that movie called? Well, talk about something while, while I look this up
0: uh yeah so have you gotten into like foreign horror movies or have you been mainly sticking with uh like i found north american stuff you did a great job okay what is it
1: 2021 movie (laughs) 90 minutes called the devil below and it's like about these these people that are um like supposed to be like uh, doing a geological survey for a mining company or whatnot and they end up finding like it did did you ever play gears of war
0: only briefly
1: it, this is not like much of a spoiler because it's pretty obvious in the movie like right from the first moment that there's like something evil in in like this mining shaft or whatever um like literally the movie opens with like this demon grabbing this guy's kid and killing him uh but like they find a, like a colony of like devils, basically, like directly under the surface of the earth in this like mining shaft, that this like redneck sort of town in like Kentucky or whatever, I can say that because I'm like from a from like from a redneck area. <laughs> I'm giving myself the privilege. Um, is like putting all their weight behind containing this like these demons. So there's like all these like closed vents in the ground that were like old mining shafts and they have like electric fences around them and all this. And they have like an armed militia trying to contain all this. And then these people come in and they sneak in and they basically like cut, they cut through the fences that they open up the mine shafts and they're going down to like do tests and shit. And all these demons like get released basically. And, um, but it's just like, so it's almost like gears of war in the sense that there's like a colony of like the, like the monsters or whatever, like just living below the surface of the earth. And they're, they have like you know almost like a human like intelligence sort of, and but it just wasn't that compelling because the monsters were kind of fake looking. They didn't really. Um, there was like there was like no suspense element to it. It was just like a goofy monster movie, and I don't know. I find movies a lot scarier when you're not really certain what's going to happen in the next couple mo- like moments, and this movie was like heavily telegraphed. I thought it doesn't have a very good score online either, so, but it is new. So I don't know if that
0: uh helps or not. Well,
1: what, what what were you gonna ask me, Mason, before I cut you off?
0: I was gonna ask if you have seen much like foreign or like Japanese horror movies.
1: Um, I've seen some of the ja- like I've seen the Japanese Grudge. I've seen a, okay. I've seen some Korean horror movies. Um, I've se- I watched uh, several of those at like at like Otakon one year at like two a.m. in like a viewing room back when I could like stay awake that late. Um. And obviously, like, Martyrs is French, so yep. I've seen that. And uh, I feel like I've seen a couple other horror movies, too, and I definitely have seen like some like Korean zombie movies. They they love zombies in Korea. There's, like, a ton of zombie movies.
0: They do. You get, like, trained to Busan and stuff like that.
1: They tend to be pretty good. Like, I feel like... I almost feel like they're a little more unrestrained, if that makes sense.
0: But... Yeah, they're just a different style of horror
1: like, there's just so much. There's just, there's just like fucked up shit in that in that martyrs movie that would never fly in like the U.S. Like, they, like, just the amount of brutal torture that's in that movie. <laughs> I just don't think it would fly. Like, I don't know that. I don't know if he could really do it. I think it would have been like maybe NC 17, in my opinion, because I, did, I just can't remember too many horror movies where like, you know, teenage girls are, you know, shedding in pots or whatever because they're like chained up in some guy's basement for you know years or whatever it's just you know a brutal movie um but yeah i mean to answer your question i think most of these are like you know u.s films because i said i often would rather not not have to read subtitles but
0: gotcha Gotcha. Um, i just asked because i wasn't sure if you've ever seen uh audition the the kashimike film
1: i'm looking it up that
0: one is uh, very brutal and then another one that i have not seen but uh someone in the discord mentioned and just like the promotional image for it alone creeped me out but it's called No Roy n-o-r-o-i the curse it just has like this creepy looking deformed mask on it and it gives me the shivers just looking at it and i've not seen that one but i know audition is hmm. uh just more of like oh, i see yeah th- Violently scary. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have to look. I, I just don't know where these are available. Are these available anywhere? Audition is old. It's an old movie.
0: Audition should be like early two thousands.
1: IMDb says nineteen ninety nine.
0: Okay, that sounds right.
1: A widow, a widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife the one he fancies is not who she appears yeah. to be after all
0: <laughs> and it's on uh it's on tubi so you can watch it for free where there you go uh t-u-b-i
1: the hell is that
0: it's one of those uh like free streaming services they actually have a bunch of like anime movies too just for free
1: Tubi, be huh hmm
0: mm-hmm. to be or not to be scared Oh I see that's not what it no, not at all
1: <laughs> well, oh well, that's interesting. I didn't even know that was a service that existed, but the, I guess there's all sorts of stuff so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so a lot of horror movies you know and and the after party, you know I think 4th of the July, I'll talk about that i we failed to summit either mount harvard or mount columbia no. so I, I
0: have been holding off i've been sitting on my hands to prevent myself from asking you about the crispy cream adventure so i'm uh, excited to hear about that i mean it was one of the after party it was one
1: of the hardest nights i've ever had in the mountains i mean I've, i haven't had too many nights in the mountains it was one of the hardest nights i've had period probably just as far as like un- being uncomfortable so, I was
0: going to say, I was like, I'm asking about the donuts, and you're like, this is one of the hardest nights I've ever had. And I was waiting uh, for you to say, like, I'm on, on the toilet. And I was like, oh, no, Krispy Kreme, <laughs> how could you? I did get through. You yeah, betrayed you. Yeah, well, we took you into our home, and you let us down.
1: We'll definitely talk about this, but I did get through probably six Krispy Kremes yesterday.
0: That's respectable.
1: So, I mean, there were there were other people that wanted to eat them, so, you know. I, I didn't, m- maybe it was more like five. I don't know, but I I, I tried not to eat all the Krispy creams because even though they were delicious, there were other people that wanted them too. So and uh, too
0: benevolent. They could have bought them if they really wanted.
1: And and also I anyway, would have. Been, we'll
0: we'll talk about it later.
1: <laughs> I, I would have been a lot more likely to smorf like another three of them if I had if we had actually managed to you know do much of the hike. Because then it's like oh I just burned forty five hundred calories. I can just eat whatever I want for a day. You yeah, know, you but feel
0: like you can you deserve it
1: and i still pretty much ate whatever i wanted but i you know i might have restrained by like two donuts so that's about all she wrote for hobby addicts this week okay
0: yeah this this is pretty good good mix of somewhat informative books and spooky uh films
1: all right well i guess we'll see if caroline exists for the for the main podcast today uh But uh, we'll see, hopefully. And we'll see you next time on Hobby Addicts where I don't know what's next week. I know we're going to try that mountain again next weekend. So we will see. maybe, Maybe that's what we'll be doing. So see you next time, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.